Welcome in. It's the BCJ Podcast on BearcatJournal.com. It is a on-the-road edition. Uh, The first night of the July evaluation period is in the books. I am on the road from Cartersville, Georgia to Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, Took in the Under Armour circuit on night one. A lot to talk about from that. Um, I will be heading to the Adidas finals uh, for tomorrow. Uh, Because I am spending three and a half hours on the road, uh, and it's already almost midnight, I am going to do this in audio format tonight. We'll see how it goes for the rest of the week. Um, But I know for this one, uh, we are going to do this in audio format. And then what I'm going to do is Shane Kenny is going to uh, take notes from the audio and get a written summary for uh, those that do not like the podcast format so that they can stay up to date on what happened uh, on night one of the evaluation period. Uh, Once again, as was the theme in the spring, um, the primary target right now or the primary goal right now is looking at every point guard Um, that they have been able to dig up that is in their talent level range and then getting an evaluation uh, and determining where to go from there uh, with uh, that specific target. So that's kind of where we're at on that front. Um, It was, uh, that was the theme. Coach Cronin and Coach Savino were were at the uh, Under Armour Finals tonight. Uh, so I got to, to get a look at who they were checking out. Uh, Coach Jackson at uh, the EYBL. Coach Davis, I believe, was a uh, surprise, surprise, at a smaller event tonight. Um, because Adidas, uh, their 17s don't start until tomorrow, which my initial plan was to start out at Adidas. But because they didn't start with their 17s tonight, I went to Under Armour. Uh, Coach Davis will be at Uh, Adidas tomorrow. Coach Jackson will stay at Nike. Coaches Savino and Cronin uh, will be, for the most part of tomorrow, uh, still at Cartersville, Georgia, watching Under Armour. And then they're going to get in their um, private jet. By private jet, I mean rental car. And drive to Augusta, Georgia uh, for the Peach Jam. Uh, That's where they will be probably Friday and Saturday. So that's kind of a rundown on who is going to be where. Um, I think I, right now, it looks like I am going to do Adidas uh, all day Thursday and then for a little while on Friday. And then I am going to head myself uh, down to the Peach Jam, take in the uh, final round of pool play on Friday night, and then uh, take in the... um, quarterfinals of the tournament on Saturday. I'm not sure if I'm going to stay in Augusta uh, on Saturday night for the semifinals. Um, Just kind of depends on who makes it, uh, if there's anybody that UC is looking at in those games, and whether I need to get a look at them or not. Um, But that's kind of where we're at. As for tonight, uh, started things off. I got a little bit of a look at Josh LeBlanc. Uh, from Louisiana. He is a 6'7 or so. Uh, Combo forward, maybe. He looked to me like more of a 4. 
I watched him for a little bit. Uh, okay, I think he's he's definitely a mid-plus, high-minus guy. Um, very tough getting those kids out of Louisiana. They had some success with Jacob Evans, but um, I don't know how much I'm going to continue to monitor that one going forward. Uh, I know Cincinnati has offered. Um, Coach Davis is recruiting him. Um, we'll see if interest ramps up as we go through July. But I got a decent feel for him. I, I like his game. Um, I know they want somebody at least sort of refined offensively. And we'll get to this in a minute uh, with that spot. And I, I didn't think LeBlanc filled that role. He struggled to finish a little bit around the rim. He needs to add some strength. He's not particularly tall or particularly long, uh, you know, kind of undersized to like a six, seven or so kid. Um, I didn't dislike him, but I don't know that he was exactly what they were looking for. Um, so I kind of moved on from there. Um, a, a decent grade on him, but I, I don't know that going forward, he is going to be somebody really that, uh, that requires a ton of attention on the recruiting trail. Um, let's see. From there, I checked out a point guard, uh, DJ Peavy, uh, listed at 6'2", from Texas. Um, of the guys I saw, he was probably on the bottom of the list. Uh, a guy worth monitoring. Um, good at getting into the lane. Uh, good first step. Uh, as a police officer, drives by, not speeding, doing good. Probably doesn't like that I'm talking into my phone driving down the highway, but those are the, the risks you have to take to get the content to the BCJ members. Um, DJ PV, uh, excellent first step, good handle. Really struggled to finish at the rim, uh, which was a big problem um, for a guy that if your game is getting to the rim, and you can't get the ball in the basket when you get there. And it wasn't the team they were playing didn't particularly have uh, a bunch of size. They weren't, you know, 6'11", 6'10", 6'9", across the front line. So uh, a little bit of a concern there. Jump shot looked decent. Um, he, he was, a, you know, competed hard. I like that in him. Um, he's a guy I think that they'll probably give another look or two at. Uh, but of the guys I saw tonight was probably on the bottom of that list. And also from what I heard from Nike, uh, Winston Tabs, um, who plays for um, Team Mello, uh, had a pretty good game. Uh, I think the only thing they were concerned there, there was a little concern, a bit of a turnover issue, which is something I noticed uh, when I watched him back in the spring. Um, and also Alex Lomax was, was really, really good uh, from what I heard in his uh, Team Penny game. Um, so, yeah, PV I liked, um, but I didn't, I didn't think that he was something, the one that, that really stood out. There's a couple guys uh, as we get further down the list uh, that, that I think definitely would have come in higher than him uh, as far as what I saw tonight. Um, Darius Days, this kid's incredibly good. Um, I know the staff has generally, when when things get a little uh, 
uh, crowded at the top um, in terms of who's coming after a kid. This staff has been known to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. I know this is a kid that uh, specifically is being recruited by Mick Cronin. Um, Cronin was the first one to the first, you know, big time program, uh, big time coach to really take a liking to the kid. <clears throat> Cincinnati's been involved for a long time with Mick being the lead. I think it's kind of a situation now where, you know, they're not going to put a ton of, of time and resources uh, into the situation. But if they're at an event that the Florida Vipers are at, Mick is certainly going to be there front and center uh, to watch him. I know there's still been uh, some regular communication there and, you know, it, it, it doesn't look like a, a highly likely situation, but I think it's one they're just keeping in, you know, within arm's reach and <clears throat> seeing where things go. And if they, you know, if they get a chance, they're going to, going to watch him again. He was at 12 points in the first quarter. I only watched a half because I went to see a different, uh, different prospect at halftime. <coughs> but, <coughs> um, he can shoot the three. He can handle. He's one of those kids that, you know, six, seven, he's kind of a tweener. Um, but he's the type of tweener that it's kind of a good thing because he has the ability to, he can be a small forward. He, he can be that jumbo three. He can handle, he can pass. He's got a really nice touch, a really nice form and touch on his jump shot. Uh, banged in a couple threes that I saw in the first half of that game tonight. Um, took it right at five-star, seven-footer Moses Brown for New Heights. Uh, really got into his chest and, and made a couple layups where uh, he, he there was nothing Brown could do with him. I mean, uh, they generally have uh, Silvio D'Souza as their center. Um, I guess the word is that he's playing with a different AAU team in July. So Darius Days was essentially playing the five against Moses Brown. Uh, as the biggest guy on the floor for the Florida Vipers, and he dominated Moses Brown. I mean, he made him look silly the entire time that I was watching the two play. Um, I, I just the kid is really, really good, and I I can understand at least um, while you're not exhausting your resources on him, keeping an eye on him, and you know, worst case scenario, maybe a couple years down the road, he comes back in play and that relationship pays off. Um, I mean, that's a, you know, word, you know, long-term end of the road type scenario, but something I could see playing out. Um, if he goes to a place that, you know, he's probably a four-year guy. He's not, he's not a guy that the NBA is gonna, you know, jump all over because of, you know, he's, he's six, seven. So if he goes somewhere like a Kansas or somewhere like that, and He's a four-year guy and starts getting recruited over uh, by the one-and-done types. Maybe he does come back on the market and, and Cronin can use that relationship. So a uh, long play there uh, as opposed to a short play. We'll see how that all unfolds as his recruitment blows up. Uh, Andrew Slater from 24-7 talked to him uh, and should have something up on him uh, here in the next day or so uh, in terms of where his recruitment is. Um, let me see. Next guy I saw was a, a smaller guy, a point guard for Team Thad out of the Memphis area uh, by the name of Tyler Harris. Um, a little bit concerning with Harris because he's undersized and he doesn't have, you know, a lot of those undersized guys have, you know, good length 
that allows them to be a little bit undersized. Um, so you know, the kid's going to have some deficiencies defensively that are just inherent because of uh, because of his stature. But man, he can score. Uh, hit a couple deep threes. Uh, got to the rim. Good with the basketball. I uh, saw him make some sharp passes. A, a really good weapon on the offensive end. Um, that's a guy, uh, from what I've heard, the, the things are just kind of starting to, to get going there. But he's definitely one that um, has the staff's attention. Um, he and If they're going to continue to look for this up-tempo style, uh, Team Thad is a team you want to recruit. Uh, simply because they play like their hair's on fire every day. They um, they press, they they try to run the score up, they, they try to rub it in. Um, they've had a, a line of uh, some pretty good point guards that have come through there. Uh, Chris Choiza. Um, they've got a couple other guys that their names are escaping me right now at midnight as I'm... Maybe I'm about to exit Georgia here at some point, but um, so yeah, Tyler Harris was one that I liked, and, and offensively, he's he's what the staff is looking for, and, and a guy to come in and be ready to potentially take over uh, after a year of tutelage uh, under Kane Broom. Hey, there goes a semi at about 90 miles an hour, about to crash into a Cadillac. Lovely, um, but. Um, I would be just slightly concerned with the size on Harris, uh, but I mean, I guess that was the knock on why everybody stayed away from Kane Broom, and he ended up falling to Cincinnati when his recruitment didn't take off. But playing for Team Thad, uh, Harris is going to get some looks. He's going to get some attention. Uh, I think I saw Andy Kennedy there watching him tonight. Um, there were a couple other programs, uh, Iowa State, I think was checking him out so um gonna be a little crowded for that one but uh, he's a kid that definitely has the ability to play on a high level on the offensive end um and then i'll, I'll bounce back around i was watching a uh a 16 and under game with new heights um which is where keith williams played and uh jermaine sanders played for new heights so some Cincinnati ties there. I was watching their 16 and under game uh, and got some names from that, but I'll get, I'll get back to that. Um, the guy I didn't really get a good feel for because they were getting their ass kicked is uh, Keyshawn Embry out of Oklahoma City. plays for Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma Pump and Run. Uh, they played a kid that I absolutely love, Devin Dotson, uh, out of Charlotte. And... They were doing a good job keeping the ball out of Embry's hands, and everybody else that touched it turned it over relentlessly. Um, so you couldn't really get a good feel for Embry, but I liked what I saw. He had a good frame. Um, not an explosive end-to-end -end guy, probably more of a combo guard uh, than he is a point guard, like a full-fledged, you know, true point guard. Um didn't hit the shots that I saw him take, but I liked his form. Uh, I liked his mechanics and his release. He uh, had a quick trigger, um, not a lot of uh, wasted motion and, and getting the ball from the catch into the shot attempt. So um, I think what you'll probably see is you'll probably see the staff 
give him another evaluation tomorrow and hope to see uh, a little bit better environment for him to uh, <coughs> to show what he can do. <coughs> the the I mean the thing was he wasn't the one turning it over. It was uh, there was one kid on their, their team in particular that completely panicked every time that that Team Charlotte put even a tiny bit of pressure uh, on the ball and was just throwing it all over the place uh, for steals and dunks and and transition baskets. So I I wish I had a better look at him and it would be really the only one that I'd like to go back and see again just to uh, to get my eyes on him and and really get a good feel for what he can do. Uh, Unfortunately, it was just one of those games where Uh, It didn't happen tonight, unfortunately. Um, The next guy, uh, Paul Bird, P.J. Bird, uh, plays for the Houston Defenders, which is uh, the team that Trevor Moore played for last year. Uh, This kid's a point guard. Um, Pretty good-looking jump shot. Uh, uh, A kid that was communicating at all times with his teammates, um, constantly offense, defense, calling out the plays on offense, calling out what they were doing on defense, who had who, where the switch was. Um, just a guy that, that you could tell really had control of the team, uh, was running the team, and, and um, got them into a position. They were in a, a pretty good game with the D.C. Blue Devils, and uh, because of, in large part because of the play of Bird, uh, they were able to, to pull away um, at least until there was about three minutes left, which is when I – uh, exited and, and got to my car to start my journey. Um, that, that's a kid I definitely think, along with um, Harris, that those two made a big impression tonight. And uh, Embry, I think, is right there on the cusp of that as well. I think they just would like to see more. Uh, I would say, you know, the difference with him. The other two are point guards. Embry is is probably more of a scoring combo uh, shooter type combo guy, um, maybe not exactly uh, the the perfect fit for what they're looking for, but might be a guy that you know they don't really have uh, a combo on the roster um, at this point. So could be a guy that you know you could be looking at as a fit as well with three scholarships. Uh, so you know we'll see how his further evaluation goes. Um, the, the New Heights, oh, actually, uh, another guy that the, the D.C. Blue Devils, uh, Gibson Jimerson, the 2019 um, 6'5 or so wing um, that they offered back in April uh, during the second April evaluation period. Uh, he was on the D.C. Blue Devils. Um, he got a couple nice looks tonight, uh, hit a couple threes. Um, obviously, the, that was a guy that Cronin liked enough to offer in April and uh, popped back up again in July and made another good impression. So, you know, look for Cincinnati to continue uh, in pursuit of uh, Gibson Jimerson um, for the 2019 class. Uh, other guys in the 2019 class, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I know this one is going to be a bit of a long shot because he is really, really good is uh, Precious Achua. You might remember the name uh, Achua from his older brother, God's Gift Achua, uh, who is uh, who Cincinnati was in his final two, Pick St. John's. Um, 
from what I've heard, though, him and uh, Cronin still uh, remain uh, in contact from time to time and have a good relationship, and there were no hard feelings in that situation, and uh, you could maybe see Cincinnati try to make a play on that when the kid plays for New Heights. Mick's got a relationship with the family. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a very heated recruiting battle because the kid is ridiculously good. He's 6'8 or so, long arms, can shoot, can handle, uh, rebounds, plays hard. He is uh, he is basically a lock five-star prospect for 2019. But I could see Cincinnati's name popping up in the mix there. Um, you know, that for a 2019 kid that's as rated that high... Um, really all you can ask for is just the ability to, uh, you know, be able to stick around and, and make a run. Another guy that played next to him, um, Abdu Njai, A-B-D-O-U-N-J-I, N-D-I-A-Y-E, um, uh, a long, probably 6'8", uh, center prospect, blocked, it felt like a half a dozen or more shots in the game that I saw. Um, not a whole lot of offensive game, but played hard, rebounded. I mean, there was a, you know, five or six possession stretch where he had his hands on the ball, uh, both sides of the, you know, both sides of the floor, every possession. And, um, again, with the new heights ties, uh, you could see his name stay on the radar for a while in 2019, along with, uh, uh, a wing shooter named Lester Canones. Um, another kid from New York City, uh, another kid from New Heights on the to the 2019 uh, group. Um, very good shooter, uh, very pure shot from the perimeter. Uh, also showed uh, knocked down a couple nice mid range shots. Um, a guy that decent size, uh, moved his feet pretty well. Not a a big time athlete, but a guy that knew how to put the ball in the basket. So as you're, uh, you're tracking some 2019 names, I know you guys like uh, the guys that, that might pop on the radar going forward. Uh, Lester Quinones is one that, uh, that you could see Cincinnati show some interest in out of this uh, summer evaluation period towards the next recruiting cycle. Um, I think that's about all I had. Not bad for uh, only four games of action. I took in and tried to... Instead of spending time talking and, and hanging around and waiting for kids to get done with their team, uh, I spent all of my time tonight bouncing back and forth from as many games as I could see as possible. Um, in some shape or fashion, uh, Cronin and Savino um, checked out pretty much all of those games at some point in time. So I had my eyes on what they had their eyes on, and that is kind of my scouting report on what I saw from night one of the open evaluation period. Like I said, I will be in Spartanburg for Adidas tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure how early I am going to set my alarm for yet, depending uh, on when I can get to Spartanburg and get some sleep. It has been a long day. And uh, that's the first report on the road from July. I'm Chad Brendel. It's the BCJ Podcast on BearcatJournal.com.